Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the breakup of Ross and Rachel. Here's what you need to know. The iconic on-again, off-again relationship between Ross and Rachel in NBC's mega-hit Friends consumed the world over the course of the show's 10-season run. From the moment Ross Geller's long-lost crush, Rachel Green, traipsed into Central Perk in the pilot episode, the roller coaster will they won't they storyline consumed the public. Ross and Rachel met in high school, and though he was too shy to make a move, he harbored a heavy crush on his sister Monica's friend. When the two reconnected in the pilot, Rachel joins the friends group, Monica, Phoebe, Chandler, Joey, and Ross. 
It's obvious Ross is smitten, but his divorce from his wife Carol is still fresh, and Rachel is recovering from her broken-off engagement. In the season finale, the one where Rachel finds out, Rachel learns of Ross's crush on her, but it's too late. He's moved on and is dating his co-worker, Julie. In The One Where Ross Finds Out, Rachel and Ross finally reveal their feelings for each other, and Ross breaks it off with Julie after a passionate kiss with Rachel. After all the flirtations, frictions, almost, what-ifs, Ross and Rachel are finally a full-fledged, head-over-heels-in-love couple. Hoping to pursue her dreams in fashion, Rachel quits her job at the coffee house and lands a job at Bloomingdale's due to a kind stranger, Mark. As her job becomes more demanding, which means spending more time with her co-worker Mark, Ross gets jealous. Tensions mount between the pair when Rachel has to handle a work crisis and stay at the office on the night of their anniversary. Ross surprises her by showing up with a picnic basket, angling the move as a supportive boyfriend. But Rachel sees through it. He's disrupting her busy day and suspicious of her friendship with Mark. Stressed and frustrated, Rachel tells him to pack up and go home. Back at the apartment, the two argue over her career and co-worker Mark. Rachel suggests, maybe we should just take a break. Ross interprets it as a break from the argument and Rachel clarifies, No, a break from us. Ross walks out, slamming the door behind him. Drowning his sorrows with booze, Ross goes out with Chandler and Joey. Rachel stays home, obsessing over the fight, when Mark calls. He offers to bring Chinese food over to cheer her up. When Ross calls to patch things up with Rachel, he hears Mark in the background and hangs up, assuming the worst. He dances with Chloe, the hot Xerox girl, and the two go home together. The next morning, Ross wakes up with Chloe in his bed. He plays a message on his answering machine, and it's Rachel apologizing for the fight and telling him she's coming over first thing in the morning to properly make up. She narrowly misses Chloe, who hides behind the door, but coffee shop worker Gunther ends up telling her about Ross's rebound. Rachel is hurt that Ross would so quickly betray her. Ross explains, I didn't think we were in a relationship to jeopardize. I thought we we were broken up. up. Rachel clarifies, we We were were on a break. break. The two break up and eventually get back together. But the larger question of were they on a break divided couples, families, friend groups, and nations around the world. I thought our relationship was dead. Well, you sure had a hell of a time at the wake. (laughs) Fun facts, a.k.a. death stats. The episode, the one where Ross and Rachel take a break, is exactly one season after Rachel and Ross's trip to the planetarium when their relationship began. The final scene in The One with the Morning After, when Rachel officially breaks up with Ross, was so emotional that both Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer cried after it was shot. In 2019, the dating app Plenty of Fish surveyed 1,865 people. 60% of singles surveyed believed that Ross and Rachel were on a break. 44% of women believed Ross cheated, while only 36% of men thought he was in the wrong. 
We were on a break is the show's third most used catchphrase, with Ross exclaiming it nine times throughout the series. We were on a break! Okay? <laughs> we were on a break! We were on a break! We were on a break! <laughs> I am so mad, Ross. I don't think I've ever been this angry. What about the time I said we were on a break? <laughs> the second most used catchphrase is Janice's. Oh my God. In first place is Joey's, How You Doing, which he says a grand total of 19 times. During a Friends reunion, all six Friends cast members agreed that Ross and Rachel were on a break. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guests today are Anastasia Kousakis. Hello. And Sean Parikh. Hi. Sean waved as if everyone could see his wave. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of early. We're we're just warming up here. Sean, do you even know what a podcast is? (laughs) You've uh, been here before. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't know. He doesn't know. (laughs) I Um, don't know. Guys. Friends. We're so excited. This is going to be so fun to talk about. Um, it's been a long time coming, you know, huge fan of Friends here. And I think our our, our guests today are, are huge fans. When did your love affair with uh, the TV show Friends start? Oh, man. I can't even remember. I feel like I was born loving friends. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I am not that young, but um, it's, you, you I mean, anticipated I, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love friends? I'm sure there are people out there. Me. But... I don't know the show at all. <laughs> this is what I was kind of. Full disclosure. Amazing. So I'm going to be wow. the objective listener to this breakup and I'll give you my hot take without wow. knowing the relationship or dynamic. Wow. But you go on. It, it's a very impressive how you managed to escape <laughs> friends. Right. That is pretty amazing. Yeah. Like you've never seen a rerun when it flies by. I've seen like road. maybe a handful of episodes, but I truly don't know or care about these people at all. Wow. Like I have no affinity to them. I have no like, you know, like warm, like, oh, you know, it's just not part of my upbringing. So <laughs> no, no, like hate. It's just like, it's just not, it wasn't. Sounds I was like watching other shows. Indifference is worse. <laughs> yes, indifference is, is worse. It's so true. <laughs> I, I, I agree because it was just so in the zeitgeist and like part of our like life growing up, people our age at least. Um, so friends hates you just as much as you hate friends, Clayton. <laughs> Good. Don't hate yeah. it, but if that's the narrative we're uh, pushing, that's fine. That's right. Clayton hates friends. Um <laughs> You guys, we like to start off the show by asking our guests, what is something that's recently alarming you? What's something that's keeping you up at night? Hit me, Stosh. Oh, boy. Everything is keeping me up at night. My two children don't Mm. have kids. Mm. That's my PSA. (laughs) I don't sleep It sounded like you were upset that your two children didn't also have kids. That's how I heard that. (laughs) That crazy. I can hear that now that I replay it in my head. Thank God they don't have kids because I would be taking care of them too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I am generally alarmed by everything because I'm so tired. Mm. I don't know. Somebody else has to have a better answer. Yeah. Sean, just a hit us. What, what's, what's keeping you up at night? 
Mine's positive, Rebecca. Obviously, it's something we share, you and me. Oh. Uh, our season two of Night Court got renewed. We can go right on. Yes. Yes. Round of applause. The alarm, it's an early renewal after three episodes or three weeks. <laughs> so uh, it's just keeping me up in a good way. It really That's is. Fun. We've been celebrating just champ- popping champagne every night. That's why. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um yes very exciting and and that's a perfect transition television must watch tv must watch tv on nbc yeah (laughs) nice job rebecca uh, oh just talking about it is is we're we're backpedaling just yeah but it was such a smooth transition and unlike anything we've ever heard out of your (laughs) yeah out of your transition <laughs> podcasting mouth before. So congratulations. This is what I get with Chris. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> yes. I like when Chris is on this. It's like the real. <laughs> oh, I don't let things slip. I keep hold people accountable. I'm the fact checker, mm-hmm. but also I'm just like the checker. You know what I mean? Like, I think you're the mm-hmm. Rebecca checker. Check, you, Rebecca check checker. yourself. Yeah. Rebecca checker. Yeah. <laughs> the checker. Let's start mm-hmm. by putting bad communication up on the board. Right to the heart of the matter. Really? Yeah. We didn't so. even talk about Ross and Rachel, but we are. We don't have to because we will. So sure. bad communication. This is according to Cosmopolitan Magazine. Very important source. Patrice N. Douglas, a licensed marriage and family therapist, puts it this way. If a couple isn't being intentional with their words, dissecting the semantics of them is pointless. This happens a lot. People take the word break and they're not intentional about what they mean about a break. Rachel was not specific. Therefore, she did leave room for interpretation for Ross to believe that they were broken up. She should have said, let's take a time out. Uh (laughs) That's the word that we use in couples therapy and anger management. She used the wrong word. Sam Talone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like semantic shaming to me. (laughs) I have a feeling more than any episode we've ever done, people are going to be screaming at their phones during this episode. (laughs) Cosmo is going to get canceled. (laughs) This is according to Sam Talone of psychotherapist and couples therapist said, there's a technique I use in couples therapy that I might want to try with Rachel and Ross. I ask partner A to make a statement and I ask partner B to repeat it back in their own words. What partner A said, it should, it would be shocking to most people who, how divergent these statements can end up sounding like they're speaking to two different languages. I then offer each partner a chance to clarify what they said slash heard until a useful non-defensive dialogue can occur. This trains the couple to pay attention, not just to what they're hearing, but to what their partner is attempting to communicate. So two, it's almost like two, two points are being made here. Perhaps uh, Patrice, the the licensed marriage uh, licensed marriage and family therapist, says wrong word. Sorry, wrong word. Do we use timeout in our relationships? No. Well, I, no. I can't. I, I can't recall a time I've ever said timeout to no. you, Chris. No, and and but I, so to me, what that what this little uh, bad communication section. D- d- sort of parsing out the two things it's one is are we going to harp on the difference between break and breakup we can do that but i guess what this is suggesting which is a bit deeper which is shouldn't there be a understanding or an attempt at understanding in a good relationship and was that there between ross and rachel 
also what I want to know as someone who's not really familiar with this scenario is this, I mean, it's a television show. I've seen television shows. How much time do they really have to like <laughs> sit in a therapy session? No one wants to watch that. So like how, I mean, I'm imagining this was like, you know, TV writing, it happened pretty quickly, right? You're yeah, blaming the writers. It. <laughs> Nobody ever says the right thing in the heat sure. of the moment, right? When we're fighting, you you just say irrational things. You say whatever's right. like on your mind and then everybody reacts. But there is, I think Clayton's point though, definitely uh, steers us towards putting like something about TV and like um, romantic comedy uh, conventions on the board, which mm. maybe we can get to later. But you know, mm -hmm. it's like, obviously the timeline of like the conversation, him walking out, him going out to the bar, like all of it is happening in rapid succession. They didn't call their couples therapist and, and say like, mm. we need to hash this out. Like let's get an emergency session, mm -hmm. um, which maybe somebody would do today, but I like, I that. like romantic TV conventions. Yeah. I put on the board. I like the sign. Yes. That. I also like a, a lack of um, their on-call therapist. <laughs> Where was the Zoom, the, the teletherapy, you know? Yeah, just to like to bounce off that, it's just a romantic comedy TV convention before cell phones, because this could all have happened before through text. And I think this would happen in a normal millennial show about a group of friends. It's like, I'm sending a text to clear up what happened. We're waiting on the text all episode, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But maybe the lack of technology yes, to, yeah. to throw in there. That They're dealing with answering machines. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I, I was in in rewatching a lot of this relationship because they have an incredible like montage 30 minute montage have you guys ever been to youtube.com <laughs> yes go on youtube you can see no. you can watch their entire relationship in 30 minutes the amount of uh message voicemails it's not even answering machine mm. messages that's how they communicate <laughs> through answering machines and i'm sad that we don't have answering machines anymore oh, yeah. because it was such a great use of of that current technology i mean the ending of the entire show is contingent on an answering machine if you think about it i don't remember how did the show so end? the show ends with Wait. spoiler alert spoiler alert <laughs> uh -oh. turn off yes. the podcast turn off the podcast you don't want to know the end of for 15 yet. seconds and then you can come back yeah. go Rebecca. so rachel's going to paris she's getting on a plane she uh ross shows up at the airport she gets she's decides to still get on the plane and then ross comes back to his house he's and he has a message on his answering machine from rachel and it's her on the plane saying i can't believe i didn't get off you know you you said i love you i shouldn't i should have said it back and then all of a sudden on the answering machine you hear her say you know what i got to get out of off this plane and you hear her getting off the plane and then it cuts off. She walks through the door. And Ross says, what happened? What happened? He's yelling at the answering machine. And there she is at the oh, door. Oh, cute. <laughs> she got off the plane. She yes, got it's so off. Good. It's so good. Dash looks like she's getting tingles. She's I like, have <laughs> full body chills. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm, I, I'm not like the world's biggest Friends fan, but something about Ross and Rachel just hits yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. It really does. I think also it's the performances. I think they're like so good, mm -hmm. um, especially when I look back. I mean, you know, there's flaws in the show for sure. It doesn't hold up in a lot of ways, but those two. Mm -hmm. The chemistry I think they did something. A, 
really good job with the history of those two relationships. I mean, even just going back to the high school love and the prom, I think I, I think that's what it cemented was that prom episode or mm. taking Rachel to the prom. And it was, they did a really good slow burn. They did. Absolutely. People like a long they, romance. Yes. Yeah. And just yes. to clarify for people who might not know the prom episode is where you find out. This is precious podcast. Are we just recapping the entire show? Yes, but people... (laughs) You're going to do this with every moment that comes up. No, I'm going to... Only a few moments. But it's important. Rachel's going to the prom. She doesn't... Her her, uh, partner, her date doesn't show up. And there's Mm. footage. She's watching the footage of Ross get dressed in a tux. And he's about to, like, save the day and take her to prom and be her partner and then the guy shows up and she leaves and she never finds out that Mm -hmm. he was going to do that for her and that's why they get together in the first place Mm -hmm. okay i think they're just never in the same room together (laughs) (laughs) they're just (laughs) in the same room and fall in love you have to watch it just just watch it (laughs) we need to i want to steer the conversation back to who's to blame for the breakup and i just want to harp on one thing do you guys think that per Patrice and Douglas's sort of, you know, summation of this, do you think Rachel intentionally meant break to be uh, a breakup? Mi- no, I'm saying misleading or vague enough that she- it could mean either thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you think she could have been more, is she to blame for not being intentional enough with her language? I, I think it deserves going on the board Let's because explore. if, if, yeah, if she had said, something else not even time out maybe something else i don't know what it is like space it might have been i need more some vague. space yeah mm-hmm. i need uh i need uh, let's take i don't know a couple days i'll talk to you in mm-hmm. i just need the night to my i mean mm-hmm. he does sort of like think that at first you know like oh yeah yeah we'll cool off right. just whatever but i think break is vague in a way so break in a way. is break how do we what do you want to put on the board? Break, break. is vague. Break vague is language. Vague <laughs> language. Vague language and Rachel, maybe. Maybe Rachel just... We, no, let's no, put we'll Rachel, Rachel and Ross yeah. both up on the board. And I'll start with Ross because I don't want to sound biased, but whatever. I'll start with Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Refinery29 wrote, uh, this is uh, Gabrielle Applebury, licensed marriage and family therapist, says... The scene ends with Rachel saying maybe we should take a break and Ross storming out without commenting. To me, this means that technically they were not on a break. Ross never agreed to a break and Rachel said maybe without being definitive. Applebury notes that taking a break can work sometimes, but without actively working on the relationship, the problem that that uh, the problems that were there before will still be present even after the break is over. If couples plan on taking a break, it's important to discuss their goals, what rules they'll follow, and when it will end. (laughs) This is what I wanted to say in response to Chris's question. No matter what word you use, we're on a break. Great. My understanding is that he went right out and slept with somebody else like almost immediately. That's like really poor practice in like, wouldn't you think maybe I should figure out what this means like that's my first thought Def, like define that word for me so that we're both okay. playing the same game here mm-hmm. yeah absolutely it all gets complicated in terms of ross's reaction because of mark right because yes. he calls back and mark's there and that so he, he then... thinks someone that she's cheating 
her co-worker. Yeah, like that something is going on with Mark. But like that night, even Mark is in the apartment right after she says break. (laughs) So it's like, okay, it's vague. And he there's no resolution or definitive. What does break mean? He leaves and then he calls back and Mark is also there. And so then he's like. So he makes a big assumption that. Yes. Okay. And Mm, this is just fair. Sorry. It's fair. I mean, that that was the whole reason he was jealous was this guy. And then he's over there. So then it's almost like he's revenge sleeping with somebody else, which seems even grosser to me. Oh, well, he thinks she is, though. <laughs> I know. But like, he's you're hanging out with a guy. behavior. Do two wrongs make a right? You just say, what are you doing? Mm. We haven't talked about this. You don't then go sleep with somebody else because the other person's doing what you're not happy about. I like this. I like this. It's very evolved. Yeah. Of you, of you Clayton, frankly. <laughs> in my 20s, sure. I've done this, though. I was very toxic in my 20s. <laughs> uh, I'm sure a, a lot of people can relate and have done this. This is a, a someone on Reddit. This is a, a Reddit thread debate. This is Caribou94 wrote, One thing that got me was when when Chandler made Ross do a pros and cons list to decide between Rachel and Julie. He specifically said on cons for Rachel that she was just a waitress, then proceeded to complain about her new job taking all of her time. Can't have it both ways. This is a Lily... Wow, that's that's some... Yeah, I mean, this is is real. This is real. Lily Briscoe Mm -hmm. bought... Another Reddit commenter said, it's a big pet peeve for me when someone in a relationship doesn't understand that the other person has to work. It has a new job. It has was a new job and something she was passionate about. He's passionate about his job, too. He got called in for an emergency on their first date and Rachel was totally understanding about Mm. it. Yeah, I mean, this was something I was going to bring up, too, because the list was very um, that that I couldn't, you know. Those two points are huge, like him saying just a waitress Mm. as a con and then him being upset. But this kind of points to the need to really think about what was going on in their relationship leading up to this moment of the break. Right. Like you have to examine where they were. Mm -hmm. And I think Ross is in security. I don't know if that's separate from Ross, but that has to go on the board because like that's Mm. the main issue here. Right. Yes. I mean, my mom, who is a huge Friends fan is also a marriage and family therapist who happens to be a specialist. Whoa, our guest expert. (laughs) Because of Ross and Rachel. (laughs) She's an expert on Ross and Rachel. She is both an expert in couples because she's an imago therapist, which is like a special kind of couples therapy. And she's an expert in Ross and Rachel. So I called her yesterday to (laughs) talk about this. And she was saying that, you know, it's like Rachel was going for growth, right? She was in this place where she wanted growth and she was experiencing growth. And Ross was all about stasis. He wanted, he didn't want any growth because it triggered his insecurity Mm. because obviously Ross has been through a lot of pain. Um, He was left by his wife and all of that, but also he, I mean, you could go back. She has like a whole take on the Geller family and (laughs) the um, green family and like, all of it, but um, generational trauma, but is, <laughs> generational, wow. and, and you know, just like the the uh, relationship the traumas trauma. that we all mm-hmm. that we all right. carry. But Ross is like not being fair, not being fair at all, and that's one of the big issues I have, which we'll get to because as much as I love the ending of the show and how she comes back, it's so romantic, right? Mm-hmm. 
he should have gotten on the plane and gone to, with her to Paris. Mm. That's my big mm, issue. So she's making all the sacrifices for the relationship kind of vibes. Do we know if his passport was up to date, though? <laughs> As fact checker, I think you should look that up. Yeah, get into that. <laughs> Good question for yourself. Yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> Listeners, check your passports before you proceed. <laughs> Don't fall in love Plus, unless your passport is up to date. Because <laughs> you never know when you Pass- might have to get on that plane. Yeah. When true. did Ross Geller's passport expire? <laughs> <laughs> quick search and we'll move on. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Sean is going to jump at this next one, and I think it's only fair. We have to put Rachel up on the board. We have to. Okay, he's Give us a hot take. Yes, yes. I think she definitely uh, started hanging out with the guy he was jealous of. Um, yeah. And she didn't set the boundaries well. I think she wanted to keep it flirty and fun with this guy. Mm, I think there was always that. There was always that with this with Mark, which is fine. Like, I mean, I know there's work husbands and work wives and all that. Is Mark a work friend? Is that who he is? Yes. Okay. He helped okay. her get the job too. He met her at okay. a coffee shop. She's cute. You know, I think she was single at the time when they met. Uh, um, good question. I don't know if she was single. Or maybe, no, he was just being nice. No, Ross got mad. Yeah. He, he thought she, he just wanted to sleep with her. That's right. But he was helping her out. That's right. Um, that, and he was so right at the top. Ross already had uh, an issue with him. And I don't think Rachel set the boundaries well enough to be like, this is just the guy. You should come meet him, hang out with him. That's something really good to quell any sort of jealousy, I think, is to make sure it happens that way. I think it uh, feels like Clayton has something. To I say. just want to say, as someone who's not a as someone who's not a jealous person, right? Jealousy is that's that's Ross's issue. It's not Rachel's problem that Ross is jealous. And that I think that goes for anyone. That's your own thing to deal with. People can do, th- you can communicate to someone, this behavior is making me feel insecure, or uncomfortable or worried. And then they can have a you know respectful response to that. But if you're just instinct, it's like jealousy to then put that on the other person, like it's their fault is like, okay, but why don't you deal with that? Those feelings yourself. Unless the person is intentionally goading you into feeling that way. Like if there's a manipulation, I get it. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I haven't like seen these little... scenes. Well, I think I that think... that might be Sean's point. Let, so yeah. when Rachel calls Ross the next morning, she says, I'm just so sorry I put you through it. And I, you know, I don't want to get back together over a machine. Again, answering machine. Oh, gotta love this. The following morning when Rachel arrives at Ross's apartment, she says, quote, so what do you say? Can I be your girlfriend again? Both of these statements indicate that Rachel thought they weren't together and she wasn't his girlfriend the night before. Screen Rant wrote, after Rachel had asked for a break, Ross called her at home. She is thrilled to hear from him. And then he hears Mark's voice in the background. Rather than letting her explain the situation or trusting her, he just hangs up on her and continues to assume the worst. In Ross's mind, he hung up for a good reason. He has long been jealous of Mark and worried about that relationship. And immediately after a fight on their anniversary, Mark is there late at night. Rachel just sees this as talking to a friend, but Rachel didn't think this through. She must have known that he would react to Mark being there. But instead of calling someone else, she told Mark to come over. It is a little Not sketch the best decision. It's, yeah. it's sketch yeah, it's, because right. this is a show about friends. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So why didn't she call Phoebe? Why didn't Monica. she call Monica? Chandler. And wasn't Joey. she like sending him away because she was too busy? But so then she calls over Mark. Like, is that what it was? She was mad because she was busy. Or she I was make- at work when Ross showed up and now she's home and it's late, even later at night. But um, it is it is sketchy that she leans on Mark. And when Ross calls, she's like, and he first hears Mark in the background. She's like, uh, nobody, it's nobody. You know, she does right. sort of try to lie. So she knows. And, and she probably, maybe it's, I agree with you, Clayton, that it's not her problem that Ross is jealous, but if you're in a relationship and someone has a, an issue, she sure. could have been kinder to him or she could have like tried to talk Right. Hey, heads up. Mark's here. Don't be mad if nothing's going on kind of thing. Yeah. Or Or, and previously too, like, I know I've been working a lot. I know that makes you feel insecure. I love you. I'm here. I, this is important to me, but my career is also, you know, like, I mean, obviously this is the best case scenario where you're doing maximum communication and that's just not really what happens outside of a TV script. Yeah, (laughs) They didn't have time in the script (laughs) for these, you know, that's That's the the thing about fights. They're so long, (laughs) (laughs) but on in TV, you just don't have that kind of time. Sure. Now something that we've been circling that, uh, I, I know we've already put up on the board is uh, jealousy, right? Ross's jealousy. Mm -hmm. This is according to Lindsay press on in movie web. Ross could not handle Rachel's Rachel's focus turning to her work rather than on him and their relationship. He became controlling, possessive, overbearing, not seeing Rachel's joy at her new job and making a living for herself. All of these were factors that led the duo to the break. However, friends did not focus on any of this in the aftermath of this relationship's demise. By making their breakup surround Ross's actions with another woman, it places infidelity and the inability to trust as the reason for their breakup. While those are both solid reasons for a breakup, Rachel and Ross had so many other issues that got ignored. At the end of the show, Rachel is offered a dream job in Paris. This is what I was talking about. A brand new adventure that shows just how much she has grown. However, in the series finale, Rachel famously gets off the plane before it takes off, meeting Ross back in his apartment, allowing the duo to get back together in the show's final minutes. But Rachel and Ross's reconciliation has many problems. They had never addressed the real reason behind their initial breakup, so Ross never changed. He remained jealous and possessive of Rachel and her career ambitions. Wow. So it it is a, a bit of a controlling thing. <laughs> totally, I think. That makes sense. They they when when they say that they treated the uh or they discussed more uh, overtly the infidelity instead of the at root issues, to me that's treating the symptom not the cause or whatever. Um, mm. you know, any medicine that treats just the symptom and not the cause will eventually the the symptom will come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very scientific of you, Chris. Well, I am the fact checker. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's yeah, I, 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 I think. Look, it's interesting because I guess Emily tried the same thing with him when he got married to her, right? Like he, she wanted him to not to control his life, and she was jealous and all this stuff. But he wouldn't have it. But now, Rachel, it's it's totally different. He's acting the same way, and he didn't change. Oh, I see what you right? mean. Like yeah. he didn't learn from the lessons of how he was being treated by his fiance, right? Ex wife. He has yeah, a bit ex-wife. of a blind spot for himself. He he doesn't have a lot of self awareness, Ross. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, and like that. What a what a um a failure in some ways on the part of the writers and the people who are driving the show because you know what you want to see in a character is an arc, right? right. So Frost is just ending where he began. Mm-hmm. How, and Rachel sort of comes back for a she's man. She's mm-hmm. evolved, but then she makes the choice to not but, take the job. And is that is that like happy TV ending or like oh. I mean everyone probably wanted to see that, but I can imagine yeah. there were some writers in the room who were like, no, don't make it that. Like <laughs> let her be the evolved person that she is, right? What would happen if it were now? You know, like would right. would Ross Good question. pack up and be the stay-at-home dad and in Paris while Rachel takes her job. I don't know. Also, should we blame the fashion industry because she's in the fashion industry? <laughs> yes. I mean, There's room always. Thank you. There's room. Yes, please. Um, I know you love to throw the fashion industry y- on the yes. board yeah. possible. We also had a listener but, you know. suggest that we throw the fashion industry <laughs> for putting a strain in the relationship. Because, <laughs> you know, it's a demanding, it's a demanding job. It's True. like... Yes. And regardless, regardless a, of it being her passion, the work is too much. The work. Yeah. <laughs> I do Forget love it. that. I love what you said, though, Sasha, about like thinking about it now, like perhaps they were just writing to like the dynamics of relationships at the time and like what certain gender roles and expectations were and yeah. how that yeah. might have factored into the outcome of their story. And the tropes of ro- romantic comedy yeah. I, I guess which we sort of already put on the board yes. but it's like everybody they wanted to give everybody like what they expect and what they need and i mean i'm sure if they had given it a different ending people would have gone nuts right like like a seinfeld-esque like right yeah. right anti-ending it would have right. been just a total disaster but um it's really hard. but when you really get into the nitty-gritty you're like have these two people changed or grown mm. i don't know I don't think they did. And well, to your point about whether it would have been a different ending in 2023, right? Mm -hmm. I think it would have. I think probably I might. I don't remember. I remember loving that ending when I watched it and being like, this feels great. But now in rewatching it, I'm like, oh, no, this is this can be a problem. Mm. <laughs> and I think yeah. <laughs> I think that we've we've evolved as a society and evolved as what we see characters on TV, especially women do on television. Mm. That has mm. changed for the best. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, yeah. You know, it took years of therapy to probably undo the Ross and Rachel breakup. <laughs> what, friend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you shouldn't watch the show. It's going to set me back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Great. Now, this might be controversial, but I think we should put Joey and Chandler up on the board. <gasps> wow. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Why? Why? Do tell. Yeah. So an end to the whose fault uh, was Ross and Rachel's breakup argument. This is by a Reddit commenter. Mm -hmm. I like pie guy one, two, three. (laughs) I wish I was, (laughs) this is real. Um, Here's the thing. The two people who should be, uh, be taking all the blame and full responsibility of the breakup are Chandler and Joey. First off, you do not under any circumstances, let an emotionally pained friend go to a bar. This should Mm. be common sense, people. And yet Chandler and Joey don't see the problem in doing so. Finally, the biggest mistake was leaving Ross alone at the bar. Ross had clearly been drinking a lot. Chloe was still all over him and they decided Mm -hmm. to just leave. At least take the guy with you. What the actual hell? 
<laughs> I mean, bad friends. Bad friends. Sure. It should oh, show should sure. be called bad what? friends. Bad I friends. I mean, that's a good thing. I would want my friends to take me out to wallow at a bar, see other people, see the options. Like that's the thing you do when you're with. But that's when you're like broken them. up, right? Like <laughs> broken up, they like were. dead, and but like like you know it's <laughs> over. Jeez. Not like we're on a break. <laughs> Sean and I have very different perspectives. Yes. On it. Yeah. I, I think you're playing your Rachel and Sean's Ross. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sean just doesn't want anybody thinking about his 20s or like going back and examining what happened after all his breakups. I, I mean, yeah, I hear you, Sean. If I were like full on, like it's a break and like I need to like, I'm down and let's go out there. I could see that. But like, I don't know, maybe. Oh, man. I would always love when my friends took, even if there was like a slight inconvenience and in the guy guy was dating, um, that they would take me out and we'd see what else is out there because it's a good thing to do. I, um, but where were Chandler and Joey in the bar? That little manic pixie dream girl was just there like, you know, coming after him, mm-hmm. coming after him. And like, they weren't, were they there? Like, did they just, did they take him out? I don't remember that. I guess they left him there. I, I don't remember uh, that. Uh, super vividly yeah um, they're not they're not there they're not super present coming after him you know right. and i'm not blaming her she's a single woman trying and, to have oh, a good time and she's got good vibes i mean she supports <laughs> him getting back together with rachel <laughs> yeah she's like next are you married i don't care <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is but, not on um, her but they weren't there at the bar they weren't like they took him out but then they didn't I don't know. Right. I mean, I, I'm not against putting them on the board. I'm not against it. Yeah, we'll, we'll explore it. Yeah. Finally, I also think that we need to put Mark up on the board. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah, right? Mark. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And this is, again, another Reddit commenter said, Ross only did it because he was literally broken up, uh, broken from thinking Rachel and Mark were going to have sex that night when he called her to fix things. Does it excuse it? No, but it does offer some sort of explanation. In the end, when Rachel called for a break and before he slept with the girl, he was trying to fix it. But Rachel instead called and had Mark over, which is like the worst thing you could do. And uh, when you also want to fix things with Ross, Rachel was basically mentally abusing Ross at this point. So strong, strong feelings. Um, Side note, Mark is a sleazy piece of shit. This is the same commenter. Uh, I put more blame on him than Rachel for Ross uh, thinking Rachel was having sex with him because even though Rachel said no the first time, his constant insistence whilst fully knowing Rachel was emotionally distressed and was not in the right headspace to make best decisions. Honestly, fuck this guy. Ooh, we're gonna. You know ha- I'm with. I'm with this commenter now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Put him on the board. He took advantage for sure. He not cool. Did. Not cool. Not a good friend. He's not your friend, Rachel. Right. Mm-mm. No, he he wanted some. This he is... definitely was angling. Right. I want. Can I throw? Can I say something that might be controversial to always, throw on the board? Always. Uh, just like hearing about all this stuff, something that keeps coming through my mind. I'm not sure how to label it is. Uh, something like a lack of like sexual liberation or like rigid monogamy in the sense that like the stigma built up around this idea, like, Oh my God, you were unfaithful. And that means that it meant something and like it somehow decreases our connection or love, like the, the inflexibility of that. And I know that this is very complicated and it requires a lot of 
communication between people. And it's also like different in like the heterosexual world versus the homosexual world. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. different relationships with the sexual fluidity and openness, but the it seems like very puritanical where it's yeah, like totally. once this happens, everything it's like black and white. Yeah. I, totally. So I don't know how to to really puritanical love. Lay, puritanical sure we could say that but <laughs> just like that. a little bit of flexibility where it's like maybe if someone's like yeah I, maybe if rachel's like yeah i do kind of want to i fantasize about this guy mark like i have a crush on him and, and at least she could be honest with about that and he could be like yeah i did sleep with chloe and she's like did it mean anything he's like no and it's like okay like clearly we need to like work through this but it doesn't mean like everything that happened before is nothing and we should just throw away this entire relationship yeah. i'm on a soapbox it's okay <laughs> I love it. I think I think this Go is off, why we exist. <laughs> I think that would have. Oh, sorry, I think you're right. I was gonna, I was say I think that would work if they had been together for a long time. Oh yeah, but see, this was like know. really fresh. Like I feel like they had just started, right? Like this was this all happening for the first few months of yeah. them dating. Um, so it already seemed uh, disingenuous, or not disingenuous, just unfaithful and all that stuff right at the top. Instead of like, we've been together a while, let's have this conversation. Let's talk about how it didn't mean anything, but if it happens that quickly, I don't know. That's a good point. This is so how people were thinking about relationships. I think the black and white thing that you said, Clayton, is so right on, right? Like that's just, it's it's a bit heteronormativity, maybe is an umbrella term for it. Sure. Um, And maybe we should also blame the 90s. Mm. (laughs) Like just the the way, you know, people thought about romance and relationships and um yeah just that it's it's like but this is why we we can examine this now more more with more nuance right yes right um mm-hmm. you're right but it was, people weren't talking about heteronormativity in the 90s no <laughs> it was just normativity yeah normativity. <laughs> <laughs> but also it was like a huge um betrayal to have a crush or have feelings you know like it it was seen that way but it's like when we think about it now we're all human right like you can't the idea of what's another word not just heteronormativity but like uh monogamy the like merit like when you're like i'm gonna be with this person it's like traditional toxic toxic monogamy is what i feel like that gets thrown around on twitter these days (laughs) oh i love it toxic traditionality (laughs) traditionality it's not a word (laughs) it's a new word yeah (laughs) let's put yeah i like that let's put toxic monogamy up on the board okay why not um because i feel like it encompasses um and i just want to throw out uh before we start you know taking things off the list i i want to throw a listener suggestion up there and this is from kit 10 fish and they say ross being a douche in general all the time. I don't even think he'd be in the friend group if his sister wasn't. <laughs> oh, oh my great. God. That's like my biggest fear that everyone says that about me. Like, <laughs> he's the worst sibling. <laughs> I can't believe he's in this friend group. <laughs> oh, boy. Stash, oh, I'm God. friends with most of your siblings, and you're not the worst. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Now all the siblings are like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. Send this voice memo to all of them. Stosh comes from like the funnest, coolest (laughs) family. And actually, I I like hanging out with her parents like more than the kids. (laughs) It's your parents that we're after. I could get my mom to like switch places with me. She's watching. (laughs) 
So I feel like we have a lot. Um, I love Toxic Moon Out. Is there anything else we want to throw up before I, we get going? Okay, Chris has got something. I have something. It's controversial. It might be controversial. Okay. Carol. <laughs> Who? His Carol. wife, Carol. Ross's his, first, his first wife. wife. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I'm, with, I'm with you. Here's Carol why. is her name? Carol, yeah, yes. Carol. Carol. Okay. Turned out Carol was gay. She married mm-hmm. Ross. But, you know, she came out years later. They experimented with a threesome, right? And then Ross famously was like, you ever feel like there was a party that you weren't invited to or something like that? (laughs) Like, that's a funny line about it. But anyway, I just think the relationship he had with Carol went south, right? And I was actually just Mm fact-checking some divorce Mm -hmm. statistics. Oh. And do you know that 60% of all remarriages end up failing uh that's that's double the percentage of first-time marriage it's not surprising so basically if you if you divorce once you're more likely to the second time also get a divorce interesting so i just thought that was interesting in terms of ross having gone through a divorce once already and then that being a sort of i don't know like did that affect him in his future relationships what does that have to do with carol though because she was the wife. person he divorced was, yes yeah. and i would sort of i don't know we can get into what who's to blame for ross and carol breaking up too but <laughs> i would <laughs> say that episode. some of that you know most of that lands i mean you can kind of say well, it's more carol's here's fault. here no well here's a perspective though perhaps perhaps carol um w- was i mean i don't know we don't know about her sexual uh orientation history we we didn't we don't get uh, no, a we history don't have a on that on the show, no. but Ross being who he is, and we know who he is. Perhaps she was giving him hints. Be, perhaps she was trying to break the relationship. Yeah. Perhaps she was. I mean, clearly she she knew, and she was trying to tell him. But maybe perhaps he didn't if want we lived to, in a. Sexually yeah. liberated world yeah. without shaming people's sexuality. Yes. I've never had to marry this man in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> well, b- without getting in too much into that, I just thought it was a, f- a fun one to throw up on the board for, in the final minutes. You're here. saying divorce. Great. You're saying if you're divorced, you're more likely to get divorced, and that could be yeah, why why he we was... can put divorce up there too. I'm not. I think another reason why Carol it, Carol goes on the board is because Carol. It contributes to Ross's insecurity, right? Like his right. failed relationship sure, is, sure, sure. is a reason why he feels so threatened mm-hmm. um, by Mark right. and Rachel's distraction. Right, right. Could we also blame it then on uh, the guy Rachel ran away from the altar? Like she's oh! abandoned. Right. She's ready to always just What was his name? Barry? Barry. Was it Barry? Yeah. Barry. Yes. Bo- I'll put him on the board. Him on Barry. Okay. We got a, we got a big board. We should so, get so to it. Maybe okay. it's like, yeah, it's like the. Yes, the, Barry. It's not the trauma is not the right word, but the insecurities we bring on from our past relationships. The baggage. The baggage. Baggage. Perfect. Mm. I love it. I do have relationship trauma up there, so it might one of those is going to get folded. But I think let's yeah, let's. I like baggage. I'm I'm liking baggage. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's take a quick break and start knocking things off the board. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at The Alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Alarmist. Okay, who's to blame for the breakup of Ross and Rachel? Is it bad communication, romantic TV conventions, lack of on-call therapists, pre-cell phones? Break <laughs> too vague, vague language. Ross, Ross's insecurity, relationship and general trauma, Rachel, jealousy, fashion industry, <laughs> gender expectations of the time, romantic comedy tropes, Joey and Chandler, Mark, Puritanical love, toxic monogamy, the 90s, Carol, <laughs> divorce, Barry, or baggage. Okay, we're going to have to start folding things into I mean, each this other. Is a yeah. massive I mean, this is massive. Yeah. But I think we can start off by folding Carol and bag- Barry into old relationship, past relationship baggage. This, this list is way longer than our Boston Tea Party list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Sorry. I complicated. honestly didn't realize this we had is, done so well. This, this, is like, this is much more complicated than the tea party. That's okay. No. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Um, is there much. anything we feel like we can knock off? Like maybe like the um pre-sale phones seems like an easy one to just Oh yeah. I, I also think like uh, rom-com tropes and rom rom-com TV conventions because it starts to get into like God territory. You know mm, what I mean? Like yeah. we sometimes get into this where we blame like 
the Big Bang Theory for existence. Right. Well, and, and I also think that Ross and Rachel's relationship is a uh, representation of our society, right? So if right. anything, mm-hmm. are we are more to blame than the sure, writers, sure. right? Yeah. Always. I think, I think we could maybe take Joey and Chandler off. Yeah. They okay. should get, I mean, I like they, a, they could get slapped, a big though. slap yeah. or something. Okay, we could, we could consider them okay. a slap. Now, puritanical love can fold into toxic monogamy, I think. Okay. Sure, sure. And jealousy can fold into Ross. Can fold into Ross. Jealousy, yeah. And Ross's insecurity. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. a Ross. Yeah, just Ross now. Yeah. I agree. So both jealousy and his insecurities are going into Ross. That's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. Okay, great. And I also think relationship and generational trauma fall just falls into baggage. Yeah, I agree. This, I like yeah. baggage is a better word for it. Yeah. Should we as much as I would love to blame the nineties, should we eliminate the nineties? Mm. Yeah. It's too broad yeah. broad. Yeah. Yeah. I'll find something else to blame the nineties for. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> this I Crunch. that's Stosh's uh uh, fashion industry for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> the 90s. The 90s well, speaking down. of, <laughs> should we keep the fashion industry up or should we, you know, mm. that would seem really, yeah, uh, that's, quite not a fair. Reach. that's, that's not fair. <laughs> and honestly, I don't want to blame her job. It's not Rachel's job's fault. Right. Right. No, no, you can't. Blame I don't her think work. so at all. What about divorce? That goes into me like baggage. Yes, right? that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fold it in. I also think break uh, too vague, vague language could fall into bad communication. Agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree. Be specific when you fight. Well, right. Yes. Not only that, but like try and be specific when you with your words, but also be specific with your questions after somebody says something that's vague. Like I think both oh, parties there, like. Ross should have said, well, what do you mean by that? Like yes. Clayton was kind of saying earlier. We need clarity. Yeah. Follow-up questions are And that just both, you know, it takes two to tango. Both need to be communicators mm-hmm. in that regard. Yeah. We've never seen... Have you ever seen anyone tango alone? Um, <laughs> Just during a solo. And then... That's a really, really good question. <laughs> I have a bad... Like, we shouldn't... Like, if you do see someone, you should probably not tell anyone because it's such a popular phrase. Yeah. It would, would be... be crushing. If a, that, that would be a crushing yeah. blow on... But I bet you they do tangler. it in Argentina. I'm just dying to go to... <laughs> to Argentina, Argentina and see the solo tangler. Yes. <laughs> A crushing blow to the phrase. <laughs> 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 I mean, phrase, I think analogies really everywhere would, yeah. would hang yeah, their heads on that then. day. And, and then we'd have to do an episode about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys might actually yeah, get blamed somehow. It's true. It's our fault. <laughs> uh, okay. What about gender expectations of the time? Yeah, I feel like that falls into toxic monogamy. Is that, or am yeah. I thinking? Uh, I mean, it, it's it two different things, but sure, I, we can. I think we could definitely get rid of it as its own standalone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Contributing factor, maybe, but not the cause. Right. Lack of on-call therapists. I mean, what I like about this is that they weren't going to therapy, and that's a problem. <laughs> but 
<laughs> to Sean's point earlier, it was a fresh relationship, right? Right. Oh. So At why would you have you, a therapist? On yeah, call? exactly. And if you go and just hop into therapy like a month into your relationship, <laughs> is that really a, a relationship yeah. worth going to therapy? <laughs> no, for? I respect that. If anyone has done that, I respect. I, you. I mean, I, I understand it. You can totally understand it. I mean, I don't know if there's other things drawing you two together, but. That's more of a Gen Z thing versus a Gen X. Yeah, I, would I guess say. so. Sure. I also yeah. feel like you could fold that into the 90s. There just weren't the phone yeah. call right, therapists. Right. So okay. maybe it's super evolved to go right into therapy. I mean, having yes. a third party there to sort of parse through these issues is probably a good thing as early as possible. So I'm actually reconsidering that <laughs> thought right now. <laughs> now. What about Mark? I think we can take him off the list, sadly. Yeah. I don't like the guy. Yeah, okay. You can't blame him for acting out of self interest. I just don't think you can blame him for their their breakup. Clearly, there were some boundaries that needed to be set. Whether he was a douche or not, like you can't blame that guy for breaking them up. Yeah, he's pushing. He's pushing the boundary, but they got to point the line. But it's all their baggage. Yeah, Yeah. right. That's a good point. So we're we're we've we're left here with. Bad communication, Ross, Rachel, Joey and Chandler, toxic monogamy, and baggage. If I was Matthew Perry or um, what's his name? Matthew LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. I uh-huh. would be shocked listening to this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, you not mentioned Why the fuck are we finalists for the breakup of Ross and Rachel? Like No Phoebe. She doesn't even get... Yeah, was she, I don't know. Was she involved at this at all? In, I don't with this think at all? so. I no, think Phoebe, no Monica. Monica, nor Monica. No. Oh right. What do we think? Okay. I, I I'll tell you where I'm circling, and you tell me if you think I'm wrong. I think. I think we blame. Oh, freak! This is hard. It people are going to scream as soon as you say it. <laughs> people, people are going to be upset, I no think matter what. Ultimately, yeah. I think it is bad communication. Mm. I think you got to take responsibility for how you communicate. And I'm not saying that you have to be perfect about it, but you have to at least try. And I think that they, it was a very quick conversation. She's like, I, I want to be on a break. And then... He stormed out and she didn't clarify and she didn't run out, you know, like, right. I know that she couldn't have known that that's what was going to happen at mm-hmm. the time that he was going to run to the bar um, with his friends. But I just feel like if you're in the practice of communicating, perhaps you wouldn't have run away so quickly. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. 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 It doesn't feel satisfying. right? Well, I was going to say uh, this is could be a controversial prompt, but. If you had to choose between Ross and Rachel, mm-hmm. who would you choose Ross. that is to blame? You they don't have to even, yeah, Ross. I would choose Ross. I would choose Ross. <laughs> Sean? Oh, man. I guess <laughs> I would choose. Don't oh, be man. afraid to yeah, stand be your alone, own. Sean. Yes. I would yeah. say Rachel. Speak Rachel. your truth. Right, Rachel. <laughs> We got it. I'm sure there's other people who are cheering you on right now too. Of like, course, yeah. Chris. Oh, if I had to choose, I would choose. I would choose Ross. Mm-hmm. I think this is why I, I'm sort of leaning towards baggage as the as the yeah. real culprit here because mm. I think that baggage almost is like points to both of them. 
And it's, it's the true cause of the breakup versus like, like, even if they had had a better conversation later, maybe they still would have needed to break up. I don't know. But they didn't know how to deal. They didn't deal with their baggage. They brought too much of it with them. It's like Rachel, her baggage is that she was never independent. She's never had anything of her own. And so she's pouring herself into this job because she needs it and -hmm. she needs to feel independent and which is, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. valid. And, and Ross's baggage is his insecurity and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And so like both of those things collided in this moment, but it's so hard to choose, man. I well, it's so hard to be. You kind of convinced me. I think. Okay. What What if we send baggage to the alarmist jail and we slap Joey and Chandler? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is well, insane. I know it's not because I re- good friends don't leave friends at bars. Well, just hang oh. on a second here because be for safety reasons. Hold on. Uh huh. I mean, come on, really? Because wait, hang Sean on. has issues. Sean's gonna, yeah. L- let me rant, yeah. and then I'll p- I'll pass the baton to Sean or Sean. <laughs> you go first. Um, I would just say Joey and Chandler were just being good friends. They're his friends for like mm. they're more his friends than Rachel's friend. Mm-hmm. So for them to take him out, leave him at the bar. If I told my friends, "Hey, I'm gonna go home," or "You can leave me alone," mm. and I was like really right. adamant about it, they would do it. You know, what and it Ross is, is an adult. It's, it, it's also the difference between men and women too. Mm, I, I think if, if it was Gender. a group of girlfriends, I would be like, "No, right. <laughs> something really bad could happen to me." Yes, like, I'm very scared, and yeah. and they're you know that folds into a, you know so many problems with our society. Um, but maybe that's why I. I'm so adamant about slapping Joey and Chandler and, and perhaps then the, the real culprit is toxic monogamy. Maybe we want to slap Joey and Chandler because of our own baggage. Right. Yes. Wow. Wow. Stosh. So we need to understand that. We need to have a call afterward at, with yeah. your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I also mm, baggage. I like baggage, but I yes. also just feel like it seems like an easy thing because we all have it. Like, and it's more about like, how, how are you dealing with your Mm. baggage? Like, are you doing the work as we've pointed out in past episodes, like not doing the work, Rebecca, like part of it's kind of like, how are you, God, we are, I guess, maturity or your emotional evolve that, you know, enlightenment, how are you dealing with your shit Mm -hmm. and bringing that into relationships? Cause you're, I mean, you're surrounded by people all the time and some people are more successful. Then I, this is what I I think I'm going to do. Let's take Joey and Chandler off the list. And okay. I think we're going to send Ross and Rachel to the Alarmist Jail wow. together in wow. one cell. Yeah, one cell. I like that. Yeah, they have to duke it out for all of time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous. It would make a great TV show spinoff, too. Yes. They can Ross come out when they've jail. figured it out. <laughs> when you've figured, when you figured it out, you can when come you out of jail. When you've figured it out, you can come out of jail. <laughs> So what are we slapping then? (laughs) What did you say, Sean? I said it does end like Seinfeld. They end up in jail. Oh, (laughs) yes. Like a good 90s sitcom. Uh, So, okay. I'm going to, we're going to send that and we're going to slap bad communication because that's what it all comes down to. Mm. All right. I'm calling it. Bad communication. You're getting the big slap. Ross and Rachel, you're going to the alarmist jail. Now, it could be romantic and it could be. Yeah, what you do with that time is a up to brawl. You. A, 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 a lifetime brawl. Yep. 
You guys, Sean, Stosh, thank you so much for joining us today and helping us get to one of the most controversial yeah. topics we have dared, mm-hmm. dared to touch. Mm-hmm. Thank you for good. trusting us with this task. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, this was great. I'm glad to, I'm glad we still talk about it 30, 30 years later. I hope it's not 30 years <laughs> oh later. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 20, years later, 20 years later, 20 years later. Let's just 20 say 20 years later. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, that first season, though, I think was thirty years ago. But let's yes. not let's not have let's a not count. Let's not yes, count. Let's no, not, no, no. The most topical <laughs> topic of all. It still does. It still is. All right. Well, we'll see if we need to revisit it in the future. After their break turned breakup. Ross and Rachel continued a volatile relationship complete with infidelity, a drunken Vegas marriage, a drawn-out divorce, a baby, and in the final minutes of the series, a much-debated happily ever after. Since the show ended, countless articles can be found about their relationship with titles such as, quote, you don't actually want a Ross and Rachel relationship, quote, Five ways Ross and Rachel's relationship was toxic. Quote, 10 ways Ross and Rachel are the worst sitcom couple. And quote, reasons I can't stand Ross and Rachel's relationship. Visit our website and let us know who you think is to blame at www.thealarmistpodcast.com. And follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with fact-checking by Chris Smith and editing by Molly Hockey. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Alex Paul. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith and the Erios Network. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing. Powered by ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.